Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 21 of Walk On Radio. Now, you know what time it is. It's getting close to Christmas. Everyone's on break. So me and Humphreys are separated. He's home in Sulphur Springs doing his thing, waiting for Santa to come. But alas, we have a big championship week. We had to do an episode. So we got Ryan Humphreys on the phone with us. Ryan, say something to the people. You know what, Dalton? Um, I know you and I might not be together in person but we are together in spirit uh because football never never sleeps dalton and uh the people needed an episode it's a huge week in the football world and uh we're we're excited to talk about it yeah we have a a big pickup coming up this week we're going to do every championship in college football and then we have one extra nfl one and huff you had yourself a nice little pickup last week uh you're catching up tell them what you did with your pickup last week well, Dalton, you know, last week we had a, we had a really really interesting slate of games, um, and uh, you know we, we we pick games, but there's there's obviously games that we pick the same team. So in terms of our record, you know that that game really can't help or hurt us. But last week we had four four different games, uh, different teams picked in those games, and I actually turned in a four and zero week. So. I uh, I said last week that it was over. Maybe I'm making a late push. Um, it's like I it's like I said from the beginning. You know, it's not how you start; it is how you finish. So uh, we'll we'll see if I can turn this thing around. Yeah, and especially with these championships and all the games we have slated for this week, if we all have different picks, this could be a major change, and I might lose my crown. I'm not worried about it. You know how I do. I always make the best picks. I'm on fire, and we're gonna keep it rolling. But before we get into the picks and the scores, we have something special today. Today, it is Wednesday, and today is National Signing Day. Wait, today's Tuesday. Tuesday, and it's National Signing Day. Or no, early... today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, Wednesday? December 16th. Today is Wednesday. You know, with everything going on, I just keep losing my days. But it is National Early Signing Day, and Sam Houston, despite corona, despite people worried about not having enough money for scholarships, we were able to get a great class for the Sam Houston State Bearcats. Humphreys, why don't you talk to people about them and how you feel about this new group of people that we, we're going to be playing with soon? Well, looking at it, Dalton, I, I think it's a really a really talented class. Um, you know, I, obviously our coaches are, are some of the best when it comes to recruiting. Uh, you know, we're, we're able to find some, some diamonds in the rough, but we also go out and get some, some really thought-out guys. Uh, I haven't had a chance to look uh, at the film of every recruit we've got uh, signed so far, but the ones I have I'm certainly impressed with. So I think, I think we're uh, looking at some guys that can, that can make an impact for St. Houston. Yeah, and another thing that Sam Houston is really good at is our transfers. And we got two new transfers that will be here in the spring, one being Keegan Shoemaker, quarterback from Lafayette College. He was a freshman All-American, rookie of the year. And then we had another offensive lineman who was a preseason All-American from Blinn. How do you think those two are going to do in the, in our program coming in the spring, especially the quarterback, given that we have Eric Schmidt and we have, you know, we have a great quarterback room? Well, you know, that's what I was going to say. Good, adding a good player to an already good room is never a problem. You can't, you can't have too much of a good thing, you know. So, obviously excited to see what he can bring. I uh, feel good about the guys we have. Uh, as far as the offensive lineman we're bringing in goes, again, depth is great. Depth, depth is your friend. Uh, and so, I hope, I hope they come in and, and both, make a, both make an impact for, for the Sam Houston State Bearcats. 
Yeah, it's going to be really fun to watch uh, the new transfers and the new freshmen come in. You know, we a couple years ago that was us being freshmen, first time in the in the office, seeing everything, seeing all new players, and talking about transfers. I saw this online; it's pretty big. Jackson State, Deion Sanders, he's the new head coach. They flipped the he's number one, the number one uh, JUCO cornerback, and he's now part of that team. How crazy and how much of an effect has Deion Sanders had on that team? Well, not only that, Dalton, I did see that, but not only that, he, he has now got his two sons to come to Jackson State. So, obviously, he you know he's doing a really good job of recruiting. And, and with a name like Deion Sanders, you're going to do that. Um, I actually had a conversation with my dad earlier today. We were talking about the, the same Juco guy that you mentioned. But we were talking, you know, and I brought the point – those, you know, he'll, those kids will never play the competition um, that they would if they went to an Alabama or a Clemson or a Florida or someone of, of that level. But the NFL, um, you know, ties that Deion Sanders offers to, to kids that he coaches is, is second to none. I mean, I, you know, Deion Sanders knows every defensive back coach in the NFL, I guarantee it. I mean, he, he knows he knows the front office guys. He knows the owners. I mean, he is he has certainly been there, done that. So his ties to the NFL uh, is is probably a big selling point for him. Yeah, and even with just like you said, the name Deion Sanders, people are going to want to watch their games just to see how he coaches, and then being able to see his son, who who's a great quarterback, and then his other son, who's a great corner. So it's going to be really fun now. Now, I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Jackson State, they cannot compete for a national championship because the SWAC conference, they don't have a playoff spot. Is that correct? Yes. So the SWAC um, typically declines their automatic qualifier for the FCS playoffs, and they play in the Celebration Bowl, which is the SWAC champion versus the MEAC champion. Now, if you're if you're Deion Sanders and you want you you're building this team, you feel like you have a team that can compete. Do you think there there can be something they can say like now they feel they're contender? Could they go to the FCS committee and say you know we want to be eligible for for a national championship, or do you don't think that's ever going to happen? I'm you know I'm sure that that's more of a conference decision. Um, obviously, I would I would want to play for a national championship. You know, if, if I played at one of those schools. Um, so, I, you know, I would like to see him in the FCS playoffs, but I also understand the exposure that the uh, the Celebration Bowl brings. Yeah, so either way, they're going to be competing. They're going to have fun, and it'll be definitely fun to watch Jackson State and how they continue to improve, especially with a great coach like that. So let's roll into some scores before we get into our big pick Starting off, Northwestern, they beat Illinois 28-10. Northwestern, they're getting ready for that championship game against Ohio State. It's a big one because a lot of people don't think Ohio State deserved to be in that fourth spot. Uh, they barely got into the Big Ten championship, had to make a couple rule changes. But Northwestern, they've been geared and ready to go. And then we have Georgia and Missouri. Georgia wins 49-14. Man, huh? Imagine if Georgia had JT Daniels the entire season. Do you think – would they be in the SEC championship? Well, I, I'm not going to say that, uh, but I do know that uh, you're hyped up about, you know, your boy JT Daniels because you've been talking about him all year. Again, I suggested that you reach out to Kirby Smart 
because you sound like the perfect right-hand man for the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, shoot, I got to do something because I, I was on board of this JT Daniels train the whole time. They finally put him in, and look at them now. They're now ranked eight, and they're destroying everyone. All they needed was a good quarterback, and now Georgia, you know, that just means that next year they're going to be a threat, and it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, another game, and what a surprise, huh? North Carolina at Miami. Now, talk to me about this game. North Carolina wins 62-26 to in a showing. Mac Brown had himself a game with his team. Sam Howell dominated. What happened to Miami? And you know my question. Is this a good North Carolina game or is this a bad Miami game? Well, I don't know how much of a surprise it was because we both mentioned on last episode that it wouldn't it would shock if this just happened. I think the surprising part was the dominance that North Carolina showed. Uh very good Miami game, but an incredible North Carolina game. Did you see the running back stat line, Dalton? I did not. I mean, incredible. I don't. I don't know who that is, but he he is unbelievable. He is definitely one to watch out for. He was running like I mean, he looked like he looked like Earl Campbell out there, jumping over people, spinning, running over dudes from the U. I mean, incredible. Sam Howell played a really clean game, and Mac Brown gets the job done. I mean, he absolutely thumps the number 10 team in the nation in Miami. Um, and, and, and I'm telling you, if if North Carolina can keep up, you know, this progression and, and, and keep a, a Sam Howell-type player, uh, lead, call, you know, calling the shots at quarterback, North Carolina is a team to watch out for in years to come. So in your opinion, watching North Carolina, because I was going to ask you that question, what what do they need to do to get to that next level to compete against the Clemson? Do they need a better recruiting class? Are they already kind of close? What players and what positions do you think they need the most to kind of fill out and become a national championship contender? Man, honestly, I think they just need to keep stacking good years on top of each other. You know, I, I think Clemson, people, people think that Clemson and Alabama – you know, happen in one-year deals. Well, well, that's not true. What happens is they're good for so many years that that's where the good high school players want to go. And it's easy to recruit if you're good, you know. Who, who, who wants to go to a losing program, you know? Yeah. I know everyone doesn't have the option to go to Alabama or Clemson, but it's easy for the five-star kid uh, in Texas to say, ah, well, you know, no one in this state's getting it done. Well, why don't I go to a winning program in the SEC or the ACC? And so I think I think that North Carolina's uh, key is to just, just keep having good years, and I think it'll take care of itself. Yeah, and I think another thing, too, that they did well is, is they had an established quarterback. They get a young Sam Howell, and they say, this is your team, you're the guy, and he's going to be there. You know, he might go in the draft early, but if he stays all four years, they have a guy that they can trust for four years and someone they can build around. And when you have a player that you can build around, people are going to want to play for it. If you have a guy that the receiver's been working with for three, four years, they're going to want to play, and they're going to be very good together. So. We love North Carolina. You love Mac Brown. I'm glad to see them have success. It, surprise for Miami. That that really drops them down. But both teams have have a great chance to move on. And that's depending on where De'Aaron King goes. If he decides to go to the draft this year or he stays another year, it'll be fun to see Miami and North Carolina continue to grow. Uh, another score, USC and UCLA, the Battle of Southern California. Man, what a shootout that was. USC gets to win 43-38. to Now, Hump, a lot of people are saying – Maybe USC should be in the conversation for the college football playoffs. And I know that's a little wild, given the fact that they haven't played as many games. But what's your opinion on putting USC in the conversation? 
Well, I want to first say that that USC has been one of the more uh, surprising teams in the nation, in my opinion. They their fourth quarter offense. I promise, if you look up the stats, their fourth quarter offense is incredible. I actually, so I turned off the game. It was you know Pac-12 game, West Coast. It was late. I turned off the game because it looked like USC or UCLA had it pretty much locked up, okay? Well, boy, was I wrong. I checked my phone later that night, and USC has, has completed this crazy comeback to keep the undefeated season alive and, and going to the Pac-12 championship looking to win that. And, and you know, you talk, about, you talk about the college football playoff, and no. I'm not going to sit here and say that five wins, USC deserves a spot in the playoffs. Uh, now, having said that, well, you could say, well, then why do you think why do you think Ohio State deserves a shot? So, definitely a bit bit picky. It's a weird year with the scheduling. Um, I'll say this: the only shot that USC would have to make the playoffs is, you know, Ohio State were to lose, Clemson loses. Uh, I mean, there's 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 a lot of things that have to happen this week for them to even be in the conversation in my mind. Yeah, but it's also just like uh, North Carolina, USC. They have a really young team, and and it's great to see USC have success. And next year, hopefully, we'll have a regular season. Everything will be back to normal, and USC will get that shot and finally have some more Pac-12 in the conversation. It's not just going to be the Oregon Ducks. And speaking of the Oregon Ducks, we're going to talk about them later. They made it to the Pac-12 championship. Who would have thought that your dream boy Ducks? They made it. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. And other scores, Coastal Carolina, they continue their dominance. They beat Troy 42-38. to Coastal, they're getting there ready for their spot in the Sun Belt uh, Championship. And then Iowa, they beat Wisconsin 28-7. to Man, those Iowa Hawkeyes, they always upsetting people, surprising people. Wisconsin, like we said every, every week, they start off really hot, really fell off. But I think once we get back to a normal season, they'll finally get back to normal and continue their streak of dominance. And then finally, in the surprise game of the week, LSU versus Florida. LSU gets to win 38 to 34, and that just destroys Florida. It destroys Kyle Trask Heisman running chances. Humphreys, tell me what happened with this game and the old shoe gate. What happened with that? Well, uh, I want to first say that I let's put a pin on the Kyle Trask comment and the Heisman Trophy uh, race. I, I don't. I don't think it's fair to say that 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 it's over. Uh, this certainly does impact it, but what is over is any shot that Florida had of making the college football playoff, and that that comes at the hand of a, I mean, to say the least, a bonehead decision for the Florida Gators defensive back that took off an LSU player's shoe and threw it forty yards down the field uh, for a unsportsmanlike conduct. Penalty uh, that that was uh, it extended the drive for LSU. They ended up kicking a game-winning field goal in the fog to beat the Gators, and, and I mean just a just a tough loss for a team that you know had a, had a realistic shot at making the college football playoff. I think if I think if Florida wins that game versus a, a very very mediocre and depleted LSU, if they win that, go on to this week and beat Alabama. I think Florida's in, uh, and, and now even if even if Florida beats A and M, I still or not A and M, excuse me, Alabama. If they beat Alabama this week, I still don't think they're in. 
Yeah, and this also there's a lot of argument about you know A and M, Florida, the rankings, how why A and M is higher than Florida. Well, this shows it right here. Florida lost. It, it, it was a bad mistake by the in the whole shoe gate. They still lost to LSU, and A and M beats LSU, so it definitely uh, changed the discussion. It puts L or A and M back where they belong. So let me ask you this question because I said this ruined the Heisman running. You said it's not over. So you're saying that the SEC championship will decide who wins the Heisman. Uh, man, it's hard to say. Not necessarily, because here's here's why I'm not just handing it over to Mac Jones, okay? Obviously, the stats, so so Kyle Trask's stats are, are t- 10 times better than Mac Jones, okay? Now, Mac Jones is winning more. But here's, what I ha- here, here's the other problem I have with Mac Jones. I don't think Mac Jones is the first or the second best player on his team. I think, I think Devontae Smith, and Najee Harris are, are are better football players than Mac Jones. You agree or disagree? I agree. It, it really is a shame that the Heisman always seems to go to a quarterback because he's the one that puts up the stats. But, I mean, those are the two people that are showing and making Alabama as great as they were before. Let, let me ask you this. Let me, let me throw a name in there, okay? Does Trevor Lawrence with a – a huge, huge game against Notre Dame this weekend have a shot at the Heisman Trophy? Man, I would want to say yes, but I think because he missed those two or three games, he's just way too far behind. Now, let me ask you this too, because if we're bringing up, you know, quarterbacks is kind of missed, let's say Justin Fields has a, has a great game against Northwestern. Does he get put back in the conversation? Well, I don't, I don't think Justin I, – I don't think – Justin Fields has played good enough in the fight. Regardless if he's played less games, I don't think he's played good enough in the games he's played. I watched him turn the ball over three times against an Indiana Hoosiers team. That, that That's not as good as Ohio State. They're a good team. They're a surprising team. But I just don't think Justin Fields is playing anywhere at the level that Trevor Lawrence is playing. And another name that has, hasn't been the Heisman conversation at all, but has been playing very well, a successful team. Let's say Ian Book has a career game against Clemson, and I don't Ian think it, it'll put him up to number one, but do you think he could be in that final three and make it to the, to the award ceremony? I, I do, Dalton. Uh, I, think, I think watching him against North Carolina was really when I decided, okay, Ian Book is a solid player. He is a, he is a legit quarterback. That, that is the best player on a legit team. And I think well, we're going to talk about Notre Dame and Clemson later on in this episode, but I think Ian Book uh, can do exactly what you just said, yes. Yeah, and that's going to be a big game for uh, Clemson and Notre Dame, the ACC championship. It's going to decide a lot of things. The Big Ten championship and the ACC championship is going to switch the playoffs, however, whichever way it goes. And let's roll into the picks. We're going to do every championship like we said before. So let's start off with the Conference USA Championship, UAB versus Marshall. Marshall's been playing really well. We've picked them before, and they surprised us. And UAB has just been on a hot streak. They've always been in contention. Humph, who is your pick for the Conference USA champion? So this is an interesting game. Um, I've actually, I'll say this, I've watched more Marshall football this year than I ever have. It seems like I've always got their game on. Uh, their their offensive coordinator uh, is actually who recruited me to come to San Houston State, so I know of him, uh, Tim Cramsey. He, you know, they're 7-1 this year. They have a great quarterback uh, at Marshall. And so I am going to pick the Thundering Herd. Uh, now, 
That being said, I know that UAB is, is a sleeper team. I know that their offense is very, very explosive. So I could see this one being a really high-scoring game, but give me Marshall. Give me, give me Randy Moss, alumni, in this one. Uh, and the Thundering Herd are going to win the Conference USA Championship. Yeah, I'm going with you as well. I'm going Marshall. In the beginning of the year, when not every conference was playing, we picked Marshall a couple times. And I remember the first week I picked Marshall, they had a young quarterback that threw it around. He was even in the Heisman running for like a week. And I like Marshall. I like how they play. And just like you, the tight end coach, he recruited me to Sam. So I got some uh, personal ties to Marshall. But I like Marshall. They have a good offense. Their defense gets it done. But they like to throw it around. So give me Marshall, Conference USA champ. But it's going to be a good matchup. Like you said, UAB is a sleeper and could surprise a lot of people. Next up, we have hey, the— that's a, that's, a fun ma- that's a fun matchup because just, just of the team names. you got the Thundering Herd and the Blazers. That's oh, yeah. Two, and two unique names. UAB, the logo, the dragon, I mean, that's top ten. That's yep. one of the coolest logos ever. Yep. Moving on, no, we I have— I I think it's an awesome logo. We have the Maction. We have the MAC championship. Buffalo versus Ball State. Buffalo, a couple weeks ago, had a, had a player that was breaking records. I had seven, eight touchdowns. Ball State, another competing team that's always been dominant. They're finally in the picture. Humph, who is getting this Maxion Championship? Well, it'd be fitting, Dalton, if this one was on like a Wednesday night uh, <laughs> to keep the uh, to keep the spirit of the Maxion going. Uh, it is on a Friday. It's Friday night, I believe. But uh, you've got Ball State. Uh, they had a crazy one uh, this last week. They almost lost on a quadruple lateral end of the play fumble ruski type play um to, to to lose and ultimately not get to go to the mac championship but ended up getting overturned ball state gets to play in the mac championship against buffalo buffalo's undefeated um and, and so i'm going buffalo that running back is obviously just just unbelievable um i mean he he had like 90 fantasy points alone uh, the week that he did so well. That's absolutely unheard of. So give me, give me Buffalo. Give me the fight in Khalil Max, another another alumni from Buffalo. Uh, and and I, I expect the running back to have a huge one in the MAC championship. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo as well. Ball State in that last game, they they struggled a little bit, and, and the whole little Fumbaruski deal, a lot of chaos going on. But I always like sticking with the undefeated team. They're undefeated for a reason, and they do have that running back that is just an absolute beast. I mean, if you score eight touchdowns in one game by yourself, that's a freak athlete. And 90 points on fantasy, boy, you got to pick that. That is, it's a safe pick. And I don't normally p- take safe picks, but I'm going with the undefeated team here. I'm going Buffalo for the Maxion Championship. Hey, and in a couple of years, huh, we might be calling the Waxion Championship for Sam Houston State. You never know. Yes, sir. I love it. So next up, we have the Fun Belt, the Fun Belt Sun Belt Conference Championship. Louisiana Lafayette versus Coastal Carolina. Y'all know what Coastal Carolina's been doing. But Lafayette's been fighting. We've picked them a couple in the in the beginning of the year. They had a, a lot of games in prime time when the, when the other conferences weren't playing. But Coastal Carolina, they've been some dogs. Mullets versus Mormons, they proved themselves. Humph, who's getting that fun belt championship? Man, Dalton, a lot of people, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that Louisiana Lafayette is going to upset the Coastal Carolina shot the clears this week, but not so fast, my friend. The Mullets will prevail, complete the undefeated regular season. They're going to win it on the turquoise field, and I think I think Coastal is going to 
going to keep proving everyone wrong or proving everyone right. You know, it depends on what side of the fence you're on. Uh, you know, a lot of people are unhappy of where or how low they are ranked in the playoff ranking. I think it's a bit disrespectful. Um, you know, I understand their strength of schedule is not is not up to par with a lot of the teams ahead of them. But what I do know is they've beaten every single team they've played this year, um, and so. I expect them to be a really talented Lafayette um, school. You know, probably probably one of the best years in Louisiana Lafayette history. Uh, so props to them, but give me the shot to clears. Man, Huff, you know what time it is. Now hear me out. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. You know me, how I feel when it's when it becomes a game that a team really needs. This is a chance for Lafayette to show that, you know, everyone's been talking about Coastal Carolina. Ain't nobody's talking about Louisiana Lafayette. And they've had a great season. They've had a great year. Their offense is really good. They've won some close ones. So normally, normally I would pick Louisiana Lafayette. And I, I thought about it. I thought real hard, you know what, this is going to be – I wanted to have one upset. I was looking at the championships. I, there's got to be one. But unfortunately, after watching the BYU game against a great BYU team and the fact that Coastal could get it done, I'm going to stick with Coastal Carolina. They are going to finish the season undefeated. But I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Lafayette's going to put everything they got into it. And if they get an upset, y'all heard it here first. I believed in them. But I'm going to go the safe pick again just because Hump is catching up. And I don't want to don't want to lose that crowd at the end. So I got to make some smart picks uh, a here. Lot of, a lot of people forget, though, Dalton, that losing Lafayette beat Iowa State, the number six team in the nation, earlier this season. Uh, yeah, so, in, in a great game. Yeah. Man, you, you're making it hard. Uh, are certainly talented. Yeah, they're they're a great team. Coastal Carolina, though, undefeated team, and you got to stick with the undefeated teams. I'm going Coastal Carolina in a close and in a fun belt matchup. It's definitely going to be a fun game. Next up, another undefeated team that is being very disrespected: the American Conference Championship, Cincinnati versus Tulsa. Tulsa. Cincinnati's been undefeated. They've been ranked top 10, but they keep dropping. So, Hump, talk to me about their ranking and how you feel about Cincinnati dropping more spots every week, and then give me your pick for Cincinnati versus Tulsa. Again, disrespectful, Dalton. Uh, I think that Cincinnati has has a great case to be a top eight team this year. Uh, I'm not saying, not sitting here saying they deserve to be in the playoff, but I think they deserve to to have a seat at the table, you know. Uh, you know, they've beaten a good Memphis. They've beaten a good Houston. They've beaten a really good SMU. Um, I just – I think Cincinnati is the is the best group of five team in the nation. I think they're better than BYU. I think they're better than Coastal. I think they're better than, than – yeah, pretty much, pretty much every group of five teams. So that's going to bump them up in the rankings, in my personal rankings. Uh, I think that they're going to have a statement game this weekend. I think they're going to blow Tulsa out of the water. They're going to they're going to step on the gas pedal, um, and they're going to try to score as many points and win by as much as they possibly can. Because I I'm, I'm sure that they feel disrespected. So give me the Bearcats. Give me the fighting Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'm doing pretty good with the alumni picks here, Dalton. Uh, so hopefully our fellow Bearcats can get the win this weekend in the American Conference Championship, and I fully expect them to do so. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going with the Bearcats with a C, Cincinnati. They definitely need this win to show that they are real doggy dogs 
and finally move up a little bit. I, and I love Tulsa. You know me and my Golden Hurricanes. I've picked them so many times. I've always had their back. And I love my Golden Hurricanes, but I'm going with Cincinnati. Now, let me ask you this, Humph. Let's say they destroy Tulsa in the American Conference. What do you think their final ranking is? And this this is, of course, if they, they have to win this game. But if they win in dominant fashion, where do you th- where do you see them landing in the final top 25? Man, I mean, obviously, you know, it matters. It matters what happens to other people. Uh, I would say that, you know, the Big Ten Championship has some impact on that. The Big 12 Championship has some impact on that. But, you know, they're... They've gotten disrespected all year. Uh, I feel like it, with the with the playoff rankings for sure, um, but they're they're going to finish top ten. Um, you know, maybe maybe get up to eight, uh, like I said earlier. But I, I would say that that's probably their ceiling. Yeah, it's going to be great for Cincinnati, and this will be great for the American Conference. Just like when Tom Herman was at Houston and they were winning a lot of games, getting a lot of prime time, it's going to be good for the American Conference and for Cincinnati moving forward. I know Cincinnati has already gotten some big-time commits from this, so hopefully they can continue their success, recruit recruit well, and then have a great season next year. Moving on to the next conference is the Mountain West Championship, and of course, with the Mountain West Championship, there's always one team that's in it, Boise State. They're competing against San Jose State. And if I'm right, San Jose State is undefeated. And they're facing a powerhouse in Boise State. Boise State, they're always in this championship, always in the conversation, always in the top 25. They're always at least 25 to 20 in that range. But San Jose State, don't sleep on them. Humph, who's your pick in the Mountain West Championship? Yeah, Dalton. So, uh, we, you know, we have a, have a theme here of, of picking the undefeated team. Um, and I don't know if this is an upset pick or not, but I know that one team in this game has been there and done that for many years now. Give me the Broncos. Give me the fight in Kellen Moore's. Uh, I mean, Boise is the epitome of dominance over the last 10 years, and I expect them to walk away with a Mountain West title this weekend. I'm going with the San Jose State Spartans. I'm picking the undefeated Uh-oh. team, and I like Boise State. But this is one of those games for me. I think San Jose, if they want to prove that they're they're top doggy dog, they're undefeated, they got to go through Boise. Boise is the Mountain West, as you said. They're the symbol of that conference. They always are in the championship, always in the conversation. This is San Jose State's chance to show themselves. And also, I have a friend that plays on San Jose State from my time living in California. So I got ties to San Jose State. I like them. I like what they've been doing this year. Their offense has been really good. Their defense has been stout. So give me San Jose State in an upset they're going to claim the Mountain West title, and Boise State's going to have to find it and get it again another time. Next up, now we're moving into the big conferences, the big-time games. The first one we're going to do is the Pac-12 championship, USC, and they were supposed to play Washington. Humph, you're going to tell everybody what happened there and who decided to jump in and play for the Pac-12 championship. So who, what happened and who is playing now? So interesting, interesting deal here in the, uh, in the Pac-12. Um, Washington and Oregon, uh, which was actually one of the games we picked last weekend, was was set to play winner take all for a shot at the Pac-12 title, um, and the game didn't happen. Washington had a lot of COVID issues, and so the game was canceled. Uh, and Washington got a spot in the Pac-12 championship by default. Well, fast forward this week. Uh, Washington still has some COVID problems. So the Pac-12 decides, okay, you know, we want to have a Pac-12 championship game. USC deserves to play someone. 
we're going to put Oregon in there. And so now we're getting a little duck and Trojan action. Um, and I expect it to be a good one, Dalton. Man, and I have to give you credit, and I know it wasn't the way you wanted it to be, but Oregon Ducks, they've always, just like the Arizona Cardinals have been my boys, the Oregon Ducks have been your boys, and somehow, some way, they made it with your Humphreys luck, they made it to the Pac-12 championship. Now, I think I know who we're both going to pick here, because it kind of seems a little lopsided, but that is what it is, but who is your championship in the Pac-12? Man, you know I love my Ducks. You know, you know I love my Ducks, but... With the, with the departure of some really, really good NFL talent, uh, you know, pre, pre-COVID season, you know, they had some opt-outs that, that obviously impacted the uh, success of the Oregon Ducks. Uh, you know, if they had those guys, this would be a different story. But I am picking the Trojans. I'm picking the fighting Reggie Bushes. Um, and I think, I think it just... It goes with the undefeated theme. You know, they're playing for, for even more than the Pac-12 championship. They have a chance to go undefeated, have a, a very outside chance at the college football playoff, but a chance nonetheless. Uh, and so I expect this to be a high-scoring game, but the Trojans are going to come out on top. Yeah, and it's, it's a shame for Oregon. I'm glad they made it in, but they did lose two weeks in a row. Oregon had a, had a really iffy year. So I'm going USC as well. I think USC has been dominant and just want y'all to remember, in the, in the preview, college football preview, I was hyping up my Trojan because Kendon Slavis is quarterback. He's a great young quarterback. I knew the Trojans had something with them. So I'm going with the Trojans, USC. But shout out Oregon. Glad they got to make it in and compete. And man, Humph, what a story if Oregon can get the win. They come out, they just they sign in just like BYU and Coastal, and they get the win. That'd be something crazy. But I'm sticking with the hot hand. I think USC goes undefeated. And hey, if everything happens the right way, maybe they can slide into a spot. Maybe they can even make it to five or six. Who knows? But uh, I'm getting, a, I'm, I'm picking a USC win for sure. Next up, we have a, we have a good matchup too. The Big Twelve Championship: Oklahoma at Iowa State. Oklahoma started off rough. We had a Humphreys had a lot of things to say about Spencer Rattler, but he came back, showed up, showed everybody who he was. And Iowa State in the surprise of the year. In a four-way battle in the Big 12, Iowa State comes out on top with a win over Texas, and they make it into the Big 12 championship. Who are you taking for the Big 12 championship? Dalton, I, I wanna, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one because it, it truly, truly pains me for what I'm about to say. But I'm, I'm going Oklahoma Sooners uh, in this one. I think that they beat uh, Iowa State, a team that they lost to earlier in the year. I think that Iowa State has had a really fun season but I think it's been a Cinderella year um I don't I don't know how good they are truly I know that Brock Purdy has played at a high level this season but again you know Oklahoma has has been there and done that they've been the the face of the Big 12 uh over the last decade and so yeah I just I think I think that they're gonna get it done this weekend it's, it's crazy, too, because a lot of people are saying that Iowa State is the underdog here. Just because Oklahoma, they've been in this before. They, they've been in the college football playoff. This isn't nothing new for them. But you said it yourself, Humph. You said Cinderella story. And you know how Cinderella story ends. It ends with a championship. I'm going Iowa State. And I, it's crazy saying in an upset, even though they're ranked higher. But I'm going Iowa State in an upset. I think that Brock Purdy and their offense gets it done. And in big-time games with Spencer Rattler, he hasn't shown himself really well. He had a great back half, but in the beginning, he had some he had some rough games. I don't know if I'm on the Spencer Rattler train yet, 
I think he's going to develop into a good quarterback, but I think Iowa State finishes the crazy season and gets that Big 12 championship and rides off in the sunset in the Cinderella story fashion. Uh, next game we have up is the Big Ten Championship, Northwestern versus Ohio State. Ohio State had a couple rule changes to get into the ball game. They're playing against Northwestern, who's also having a Cinderella season, having a great year. Ohio State, they're trying to keep their spot in the college football playoffs. Now, if Ohio State loses this game, big-time changes could happen in the college football playoffs. So, Humph, before you make your pick for the two for Northwestern versus Ohio State, if Ohio State loses, what do you think will happen with the college football playoffs? Okay, if Ohio State loses, um, huh. well, first off, let me ask you who. Well, I don't. I don't want you to reveal your picks just yet. Let's let's say let's say that the ACC championship has no impact on this, even though it does. Um, if Ohio State loses, A and M is in. As simple as that. I mean, they're the next. They're the next team in line. You know that that could have been Florida, but uh, somebody had to throw a shoe. So I guess I guess the. Aggies will be the shoe-in uh, if Ohio State loses. You like, you like what I did there? Oh, I, that was a great joke, and I loved how you laughed at it yourself. <laughs> so, for, so you're saying, if, so for your pick, Northwestern versus Ohio State, and it, it seems to be like a bad matchup, but Justin Fields has been struggling. Ohio State has been struggling a little bit. Northwestern, they did lose to Michigan State in a, in a bad loss, but they have been pretty successful. Who would you take in this game? I'm going to be honest, Dalton. I uh, I see this being incredibly lopsided. I think Northwestern is a very talented team, and they've had an awesome year. Uh, but Ohio State really needs a uh, statement win. A lot of people are, are questioning the amount of games they've played this season. Um, so, yeah, Dalton, I think that Ohio State is going to try to score early and often in this one. So give me, give me the Buckeyes. Give me the fight in Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, and, and the Buckeyes are going to win in large fashion. Yeah, you had, a, you had a lot of alumni to pick from the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm going the Buckeyes as well. Man, I want Northwestern to win because I want, I want everything to be shook up. And I want them to kind of have to decide who gets in. I want a Notre Dame win and a Northwestern win to shake everything up. But this is welcome to reality. This is what's going to happen. Ohio State is going to destroy Northwestern, and they're going to stay into the college football playoffs. And maybe they'll compete. We don't know. I need to see some improvement from Justin Fields. He's still that dude. He's still going to be a high draft pick. And uh, I think, you know, everyone everyone wants to see the upset, but Ohio State is going to win in dominant fashion, and they're going to get that Big Ten championship again. And our, and our hey, fun- Dalton, let me, ask you this. let me ask you this, Dalton. Let me ask you this about Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence, he's the number one pick, okay? That's that's the that's the New York Jets. Let's say, let's say the Jacksonville Jaguars are the second pick. Are they taking Justin Fields? Man, I don't. It, it really depends on what kind of quarterback you want because it, there is there is the Zach Wilsons and the Trey Lance, which is a little bit smaller, kind of move faster, the quick guys. And uh, in all the mock drafts I've seen, a lot of people think the Giants are going to take Justin Fields, which means he might drop down a little bit in the in the draft. I don't know. It, Kyle, if Kyle Trask, if he if he uh, commits maybe Kyle Trask. I don't know if Jacksonville takes Justin Fields. I think he falls down a couple, and he'll be the third or fourth quarterback pick. What do you think? Man, 
I, I just, I don't know, being a successful quarterback at Ohio State um, is a hard thing to do. They play really good schools, and they win at a high level. And so I think Justin Fields is definitely that number two guy. Uh, and so if, if Jacksonville is, is looking for a quarterback at the number two spot, I think that they definitely take Justin Fields. And, you know, I brought up Trey Lance, and we've talked about him all year. He's our FCS quarterback, our guy. With the success of Zach Wilson, who came from BYU and surprised everybody, and people were kind of unsure about Kyle Trask, if he was going to be an elite quarterback, and now here he is, second, first or second in the Heisman running. Is this going to drop Trey Lance's draft stock? Do you think he's not going to be the second best quarterback, or do you still think he has a high chance of being one of the top guys picked? I think he's definitely one of the top guys picked. Uh, you know, he, he played one game uh, this fall, and he, and he won. He played good, not great, but but what'd you expect? I mean, he it was it was a it was a weird year to say the least. Uh, but I, you know, I saw the guy firsthand. You know, we we watched scout film uh, against North Dakota. Um, you know, and so we got to see him play. That dude's incredible. Uh, you know, his efficiency. The way he runs the ball and just his, his arm strength and arm talent is just unbelievable. So maybe he dropped a couple spots, Dalton, but he's absolutely a first-rounder. He's absolutely one of the top two, three, four quarterbacks taken, and he's going to make a lot of money somewhere. Yeah, it's going to be really fun to see how the draft unfolds. We'll definitely keep you all updated and cover it when it comes down to it. Trey Lance, great quarterback, has a great shot, and a lot of great quarterbacks. It's going to be a great class this year. And talking about great classes of quarterback, the next game up is the SEC championship. This is very important. Alabama versus Florida. Florida just came back from a loss. Shoegate against LSU. And Alabama is looking the best it's ever been in a while. They got a great team. Mac Jones, he's running, going for that Heisman. A lot of people think this game will decide the Heisman. But as Humph said, there's a lot of players on Alabama that are, that are talented. Maybe even a receiver or a running back can make, win the Heisman. Who knows? Humph, who's winning the SEC championship? Dalton, Alabama's winning the SEC championship. They, I mean, you and I, you know, you, you questioned Alabama in the beginning. Um, and I'll give you credit. You've gone back and said how crazy that was because now looking at Alabama, they're getting ready to win a national championship. They, their offense is one of the best offenses, just overall domination that I've seen in a long time. Um, a lot of people think that LSU, or not LSU, Alabama, their defense isn't isn't where it normally is, and I think that that I think that that's a true statement. However, it's still pretty good. I mean, that you know they're going to have some first rounders on that defense, um, and and I think Alabama I think Alabama dominates Florida this week. Uh, I think Florida showed maybe their true colors uh, against an LSU team that you know had had multiple multiple NFL talent players opt out, not even play in the game against Florida. And they were still weren't able to beat the LSU Tigers. And so, you know, I think Kyle Trask is unbelievable. I think that he has an incredible story, and he's really got a real shot at the Heisman. But the Gators are going to be no match for Bama this week, the fighting Derrick Henrys. Um, and I think this is a high-scoring matchup. But when I say high-scoring matchup, I mean like Alabama 60 and Florida 35. I mean, total domination, lots of points, but but Alabama is going to walk into the college football playoffs as the favorite in a in a very very competitive win in the SEC championship. 
Yeah, just like just like Ohio State, a lot of alumni you could have picked from Alabama. Alabama is a draft factory. They're really good. And you're right, their defense, maybe it's not where it needs to be. It doesn't matter when your offense is putting up 60 points a game. Mac Jones and, and Devontae Smith, that or not Devontae Smith, the, that offense is, is destroying Najee Harris at running back. He is it just runs all over the field. I'm going Alabama, too, in a landslide. I think it's going to be a fun matchup, though. It's going to be offense versus offense. Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts, they're, they're good offense. Florida, they've been successful all year long, just the two bad losses. But Alabama is just special this year. And it's, it's looking like if Clemson can beat Notre Dame, it's looking like an Alabama-Clemson rematch. But you never know with the ACC championship, which we're going to talk about in a second. Now, Humph, let me ask you this question. I'm going to give you four quarterbacks, and I want you to rank them one through four. We have Mac Jones. We have Tua Tonga-Valoa, Jalen Hurts, and A.J. McCarron. Now, this is college. We're not talking pros. If you had to rank these quarterbacks, these Alabama quarterbacks, one through four, what would your rankings be? Oh, man. That's a great question. Uh, I'm going to go number four, A.J. McCarron. I think he was a great facilitator quarterback, but really, really nothing more than that. Number three, I'm going to go Mac Jones, and only because I've I've only gotten one year of Mac Jones. He he can definitely move up in this list. Number two, oh man, honestly, I'm going to go one A and one B here. Kind of a cop out answer, but Tua Tua and Jalen Hurts are are very similar to each other. Just, just in the sheer fact that they they know how to win, they know how to how to get there. Uh, you know, they both had huge wins in their careers. Definitely, very very interesting story. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he kind of had to overcome a lot of things, a lot of a lot of doubters. Uh, you know, this weekend he was able to get a big win for the Philadelphia Eagles when people didn't think he could. So obviously, a true winner. Tua, incredible talent. Uh, I think he's going to be successful in the NFL for years to come, but. Yeah, I'm copping out. I'm going one A and one B for Tua and Jalen Hurts. And also, I've asked this question before. It was a, a couple, I think it was last month in a couple episodes, way, way long ago. I asked, if Mac Jones wins the national championship, do you see him going to the draft? And where could you see him ending up? Is there a team you could you like him playing for? Do you think he's going to be a high draft pick? If he goes to the draft, or if he's, do you think he's going to stay for Alabama? What do you think Mac Jones' future is going to be after this year? Man, I think he probably stays another year because uh, I think if he stays another year and has has a season that's comparable to this year, he's probably the number one pick in the draft uh, for, for next year's draft. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's just how you look at it. He's not going to – he can't – even if he wins the Heisman, he can't do anything to pass up Trevor Lawrence. And I don't think he can do anything to pass up Justin Fields, in my opinion. So I definitely think he should stay another year. Uh, but certainly we'll have the opportunity to make that decision when the time comes. Yeah, and definitely if he if he wins a national championship and then and the Heisman, it'll be good draft stock. But if he does it again, if he stays another year, it'll be big time, especially with the corona. Everyone gets another year. So it'll be really interesting to see what Mac Jones does. And our final pick for the championship week, we have the ACC championship. I picked, I made this last because I feel like this one has a lot of stakes in the playoffs. A Notre Dame win would change everything. But, but Trevor Lawrence is back for Clemson. Notre Dame did get the win a few weeks back. I picked Notre Dame in an upset. They got the win, but no Trevor Lawrence. Humph, so let me ask you, let me put up a little scenario because you didn't want me to make my pick yet. This is not saying my pick. I'm not, I haven't picked yet. 
But if Notre Dame beats Clemson and Northwestern beats Ohio State, what happens in the college football playoffs? Okay, so that's that's what I touched on earlier. I just I didn't want you to give away uh, the pick of the the weekend. So if that happens again, A and M's in, um, and the team behind them. Well, okay, right now if if Iowa State beats Oklahoma in the Big Twelve Championship. I feel like they're just going to slide in. You know, the college football playoff committee put them at six. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, but if they weren't, if, if, if they didn't beat Oklahoma, who slides in there? Man, that is going to be college football chaos, to say the least. Um, I would, personally, I would love to see Cincinnati. I don't know how realistic that is. I don't know how realistic USC is. Um, but, I just – I don't know. There's a lot going on there. I know Georgia is ranked eighth. I, again, I think that's way too high. I don't know what impressive thing they've done all year. Um, so I'm sure the college football committee really is hoping that uh, all of that doesn't happen. So in a crazy world where Notre Dame beats Clemson, Ohio State beats Northwestern, and Oklahoma beats Iowa State, do you think they would put USC in the Final Four? It's certainly possible. Uh, you, wait, you mean Northwestern beat? Ohio oh yeah, North, State? Northwestern beats Ohio State. Okay, yes, uh, yeah. I mean, it's certainly possible. Obviously, an undefeated uh, Power Five conference champion, you know, has a has a pretty pretty solid case. Um, their only their only downfall would be the fact that they would only have played six games, uh, and so you know, I don't I don't know how much I don't know how much debate there would be just because. I know most of the debate is coming from the Aggies right now, and they would be in, so we wouldn't have to listen to them. Uh, but I, yeah, I can see USC getting in in that situation. I, I don't, I definitely don't see all of that happening. But crazier things have happened. It is 2020. You never know what could happen. Now, but finally, before we make our pick, another another kind of scenario: if Clemson beats Notre Dame, will that affect Notre Dame's chances in the playoffs, or do you think Notre Dame is still going to be a lock? Man, I would say that that unless Clemson absolutely destroys Notre Dame, I mean, I'm talking overwhelmingly, convincingly beats them, uh, I think that Notre Dame is a lock. Um, really the only thing that can and will change if Clemson were to beat them is it, just where they're ranked. Uh, and like we talked about in an earlier episode, you know, the College Football Playoff Committee is, is – going to change the rankings to where Clemson and Notre Dame would not play each other in the semis because uh, no one wants to see the same game for the third time and the same game for the second time in two two games in a row. So they, they would certainly change that, but I think Notre Dame is in regardless. Obviously, Clemson's in with the win this weekend. All right, well, here it is. Humph, give me your pick. Now, remember, Notre Dame did beat Clemson a couple weeks back, but no Trevor Lawrence. Clemson's angry. They want to get some revenge, and Notre Dame wants to stake their claim as the top doggy dogs in the ACC for this year because they are still independent. So, Humph, who's your pick for the ACC championship? Dalton, I've, 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 I've been on Trevor Lawrence's back the entire year. Uh, regardless of who wins the Heisman this season, Trevor Lawrence is my Heisman. Um, I, I, I've, I've been there through thick and thin with the Tigers, with Dabo Sweeney. Uh, I was I was incredibly disappointed when the backup came up short against Notre Dame uh, weeks ago, and 
And I'm here to tell you that that's not going to happen again. Trevor Lawrence is going to is going to rise back to the top of college football fame this weekend. He's going to dominate a, a really talented Notre Dame team led by Ian Book, and and they're both going to make they're both going to make the college football playoff. Clemson wins this weekend. The Fighting DeAndre Hopkins, um, and I think I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a game. That, that we, we were waiting for, you know, the game that we deserved when, with, with Trevor Lawrence uh, a couple weeks ago we, due to COVID. We didn't get that, but we are going to get that this weekend, and I'm really excited about it. But Clemson Tigers are going to win this one, and uh, Notre Dame will be fine. They'll, they'll still be in the playoffs, but they, uh, it's going to be a tough one this weekend for them, I believe. It's going to be a great matchup now, Mr. Humphreys. You know what I did, you know what I did a few weeks ago? I went with the upset of the year, Notre Dame picking, beating Clemson, and it happened. My fighting Irish, my fighting Quentin Nelsons, shout out O-Lyman, they got it done. Oh, nice. Now, do I pick Notre Dame again? Man, I want to. I, I just said before with the Big Ten Championship, I want everything to be shooken up. And I want to see A&M. You know, a lot of fans have been complaining. You know, you know how Aggies are, that, that little cult. They think they can compete, and they want a shot. Do I want to show? Do I want to give them a shot? I kind of do, but you know, you know how I feel about statement wins and having to prove yourself. I think Clemson needs this win to show that that game was a fluke. They didn't have their doggy dog with them, Trevor Lawrence, New York Jet, Trevor Lawrence in the green. So I'm going with the Clemson Tigers, and I think it's going to be a great. It's going to be a fun matchup. It's going to be exciting, and just like you said, I think both teams are going to be locked in. It's going to be really fun. But give me the Clemson Tigers. But man, I want I want one upset to happen. I want this college football playoffs to be a chaos. I want the committee to be nervous. They don't know who to pick. And I want to see if these fighting Aggies can really get it done. But we never know. It's going to have to be some some crazy losses, some craziness next this week. And we're going to be excited to watch. But uh, give me the Clemson Tigers in the ACC championship. And I'm pretty sure we're going to see a Clemson-Alabama rematch that nobody wants to see. But it could be a, a great matchup. So now the college football's out the way. Humphreys, it's your time. You do it every week. We love to hear about it. Fantasy football, you're, you're locking up, getting ready for playoffs. So, Humph, this is your time. Let's get rolling with some fantasy football. Dalton, we finished off uh, tying the greatest regular season record of all time in my league's history. We finished 12-2. and two. Uh, it's, been a, it's been the season of destiny. I mean, I've overcome a lot, lost my quarterback. Uh, picked up Aaron Rodgers, have been riding that wave ever since. Alvin Kamara, finally Jonathan Taylor looks like who I said he could be, and and we're excited. It's playoff week, um, you know, got a good matchup, playing a really hot team on the other side. Um, interesting, I do have Aaron Rodgers, but I will be throwing to Devontae Adams on the other side of the matchup this week, so that'll be an interesting one. Um, it's the best time of the year for fantasy football. Uh, if you if you're in the playoffs, it's the worst time of the year. If you're if you're not, because you know you kind of wasted three months of research just to go six and eight and uh, win win the uh, Barbie Bowl. Um, so it's really fun for me. I'm excited. As far as Walk On Radio's league goes, we had the first week of the semifinals. Like we explained last episode, it's a two week semi. Uh, we are ahead, so hopefully Walk On Nation we can keep it going. Uh, I'm excited. I didn't have a lot of hope in that team uh, as the as the season was starting. But what do I say, Dalton? Waivers win Super Bowls. Mm. So we made it happen. You know, Coach Coach Meyer, Coach Humphreys, 
we we only play for championships around here, so that's that's what we expect. Hopefully, we're able to get some uh, fantasy playoff wins this weekend, but uh, it will definitely be a fun one. Now, let me ask you this because I'm not sure your playoff. So your your league is single elimination, right? So if you lose this week, you're out. It's a one one and done deal. So yep, a lot of lot riding on it. Obviously, hope the fantasy gods are on my side. But yeah, it's it's certainly nerve wracking because. You know, let's say Alvin Kamara he tweaks an ankle uh, and, and doesn't play the rest of the game. Well, that's that's pretty much all she wrote. Uh, but that's that's the luck of the draw. That's fantasy football, and that is that is why I love it. Yeah, and it'd be a real shame to have this dream season go to waste in one week. But I think we're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Waivers win Super Bowls, and you're going to have yourself a ring, and it's going to be a great celebration on Walk On Radio. So let's talk about NFL a little bit. Let's roll through some scores. And, of course, we'd like to talk about our boys first. And finally, your Dallas Cowboys, woo, get themselves a win. They beat Cincinnati 30-7. Talk to me about that game and your boys. Great win. I know that that was a big uh, big one for Andy Dalton, kind of a homecoming uh, to Cincinnati. He had a lot of a lot of really solid years for the Bengals, and, and uh, it was really neat. I know before the game, uh, the, the crowd really, really welcomed them in. Uh, your boy Mike McCarthy made made Andy Dalton the, the captain for the week. He got the lead, the team out on the field. So I know that was a really cool deal for them. Awesome that the Cowboys were able to get the win. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care about our draft position. Next year, I want to win now because um, that's, that's what you do. You play to win the game. Uh, and to me, unless you're trying to you know get a Trevor Lawrence-type talent uh, as the number one pick, I think you play to win every game, and I think that's what the Cowboys are going to do. And so I'll be pulling for them. I don't care for the fourth pick or the fifteenth pick. I just want to win, Dalton. Now let me ask you this, Hump. And I know you don't think it's going to happen, and I've been saying it all the time that I think Dak Prescott is going to be a New England Patriot. I'm always on board with that, and I know you don't agree. But if if in this strange world, if 2021 is still weird, and Dak Prescott goes to the Patriots or goes to a different team. Is there a quarterback in this draft that you would be interested in seeing in a Cowboy uniform, or would you rather pick up a veteran? Man, I think if you keep Dak Prescott, I think you draft the quarterback. Obviously, you know, you pick one later, you pick a a fourth, fifth, sixth rounder, but it it never, like we talked about earlier, it never hurts to have depth. Um, I love Andy Dalton, but, you know, he might might be on his way and on to another team, kind of to be a veteran backup somewhere else, or even a starter. He's, He's better than some starting quarterbacks in the NFL currently. Uh, but as far as a, a specific name that I'd like to see uh, in a Cowboys uniform, I mean, obviously I'd like to see Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, but that's not realistic. Um, I don't know, Dalton. Uh, I know, I know you're big on, I know you're big on Zach Wilson. Could, could you see Zach Wilson in, in Dallas Cowboys blue? Man, it'd be it'd be a definitely a style change. You don't you haven't really seen a guy like Zach Wilson. Dak Prescott, he can run around, but he's more of you know one of those power runners. Tony Romo, he didn't move around very much. He was a very unathletic. I think having a quick guy like Zach Wilson could change around. Mike McCarthy, he he's had Aaron Rodgers most of his career, a guy that couldn't move but kind of liked to stay in the pocket. So it, it'd definitely be a style change. It'd be interesting to watch and. Another name that I always bring up and you always bring up, we both love Sam Ellinger. Maybe Sam Ellinger stays in Texas and plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I, I wouldn't mind having him as a Taysom Hill type guy. I always compare the two. I always say that Sam is a better thrower than Taysom and not as talented as a runner, but I think that their play styles are comparable. So 
I would definitely not mind seeing Sam Ellinger in Cowboy Blue. It'd be really interesting, and, and maybe they do draft a quarterback, and, and maybe they don't. Maybe they sign Andy Dalton as a, as a permanent backup, and they keep, you know, they get the Dak Prescott the money he wants or the years he wants. They fix that contract, and Dak Prescott stays the franchise quarterback for the Cowboys. We're going to see about that. Dallas Cowboys, they're looking to have a great bounce-back year next year. And uh, for my boys, there's no, there's no bounce-back needed. Green Bay Packers defeat the Lions 31-24. We have clinched the NFC North. And we are now back to the number one seed in the NFC. The, the Packers are looking great. We're really trying to get that Super Bowl hump. Are you ready to say, and I know you've been on board, and it's been a close matchup. A lot of people are saying Patrick Mahomes. But are you still on board that Aaron Rodgers is the MVP? Uh, 100%. I think, I think week in, week out, he's proving that he should be the MVP this year. And, and that pains me to say. So I'm obviously not being biased about it. Uh, but the dude's having one of the best years of his already Hall of Fame career, and, and so I'd say at this point, Aaron Rodgers is the NFL MVP. And another name that, um, you know, he, he's been a great receiver, but he hasn't made himself elite. I think this year has finally put Devontae Adams in the spot he deserves as a top three receiver. Maybe even even this year we can say he's the number one receiver. And another name that surprised a lot of people is Robert Tanyan, tight end. He, uh, he's one of best friends of George Kittle. They've been training together. And he's he's got one of the top um, touchdowns in the NFL. So we're getting a lot of names out there. We're growing. We're a nice young team, except for Aaron Rodgers, who's just doing his thing. Now, Humphreys, let me ask you this. Coach of the year, would you put Matt LaFleur in that conversation? Coach of the year, Matt LaFleur. Um, yeah, he's certainly in the conversation. Um, I, I would say that you know, you can make a case. You can make a case for Mike Tomlin uh, with Pittsburgh. You can make a case for for Kevin Stefanski in 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 Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland having one of the best years that they've ever had. You know, they haven't had any success in recent history. So I think that you know he's definitely at the top of the list. Um, you can make a case for for Sean McVay. I mean, we we really kind of downplayed the Rams uh, earlier in the season, but before the season even started, and they're definitely living above expectations to this point. Yeah, so it's a tight race. I picked Cliff Kingsbury of the Arizona Cardinals in our in our uh, preseason, and uh, boy, was I wrong. Arizona, they're doing their thing, but uh, they definitely have to pick it up. Let's run through some scores a little bit. First off, we have New England versus Los Angeles. New England loses 24-3. Man, them Rams, they are looking kind of special. Who, who would have thought they might end up winning their division? It's going to be fun to watch the Rams. The Tennessee Titans, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 31-10. Man, Humph, who are the Jets still the worst team in the NFL, or is Jacksonville making a case for it? Uh, I think it's not even close. I think the, I think the Jaguars are a, a considerable step underneath the Jets uh, in, being, in being bad. So I, I think the Jets, that just, there's just no bright spots on the Jets. At least, at least Jacksonville has some spots that I can look at and go, okay, that's, you know, that could be worse. The Jets, no. Jets are terrible, and they're they're by far the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, the Jets, they lose 40-3 to against Seattle, and oh my goodness, that is college scores right there. Now, now Hump, and I think we I asked you last week when we were doing the divisions, but we saw a win on both sides. If you had to take the Seahawks or the Rams right now, who do you think is going to end up winning that division? Seahawks or the Rams, man. Rams are playing good right now, but again, I am going to take Russell Wilson in this. Uh, I know that that division is going to come down right to the end, uh, but 
yeah, give me give me give me Russell Wilson in that one. Yeah, Russell Wilson had a had a great start, kind of fell off a little bit, but he's still putting up great numbers. And the Rams surprising everybody. Jared Goff, Sean McVay, their offense is rolling. Another score is Tampa Bay. They beat Minnesota 26-14. Tom Brady's surviving. He's trying to get that wild card spot. He wants it in. He wants in those playoffs. Kansas City, they beat Miami 33-27. Man, Humph, talk to me about this game and talk to me about Miami and that team. How good do they look? Yeah, they they look good. Uh, you know, they definitely punched Kansas City in the mouth. Uh, Kansas City, to me, is is undoubtedly the best team in the NFL. And so it was really... It was really awesome to see a young and up-and-coming Miami Dolphins team play with them. Uh, I mean, it came right down to the end, you know. Um, experience prevailed. The, the defending Super Bowl champions were able to get it done. But I think Miami is a playoff team, Dalton. I, 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 would, I would say that Miami is better than a Las Vegas, a team that you and I like. Uh, and, and I think the Dolphins are, are going to end up making the playoffs this season. Man, and that just shows how 2020 is. When we're talking about Cleveland and Miami possibly making the playoffs, that's wild. You said Las Vegas, man. Your boys, Indianapolis, they beat Las Vegas 44 to 27. Indianapolis is looking good. It looks like they. How do you think Indianapolis is going to cope in the playoffs? And uh, talk about your boy Jonathan Taylor a little bit. I know you, you spoke on him in fantasy, but he's finally getting the rock and being the guy. Well, uh, Indianapolis rides on a really good defense led by Darius Leonard. I mean, they're, they, they've got a lot of dudes on that side of the ball that are studs. Um, but it, it's impressive to see them win games with a, a very, very old and seasoned Phillip Rivers. Uh, not going to lie, he hurts me to watch. I hate watching him throw. It's so ugly. Um, but he gets the job done. T.Y. Hilton looks like it's 2015. He's making plays. And finally, finally, the Indianapolis Colts are giving the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is is becoming exactly what I said he would. He he's a fantasy stud at this point. If you've got him and you're in the playoffs, you are feeling good as far as fantasy football goes. He runs hard, he runs fast, and and I mean he is he is really separating himself uh, in, in a really talented rookie running back class. Yeah, we watched him in college, and we knew he was going to be a stud. You always had high praise for him. That's why you locked him on your fantasy. That's your boy. So Indianapolis, they're going to try to compete for a spot, or not a spot in the playoffs. They're going to compete in the playoffs, maybe make a run. They might surprise a couple people. It'll be fun to watch them. Uh, another score is Denver. They lose a, or they beat Carolina 32-27. to Man, Denver, they're not going to be bad. I think, I think they're close. they got to keep drafting and keep building. But I think they can surprise people in years to come. Chicago, they beat uh, Houston 36-7. Man, Houston, it's a really shame what happened to them. But they did lose four or three of their receivers to injury. Chicago, they came out with the win. Arizona, they beat the Giants 26-7. And the, the NFC East All-Star team, that race is getting close. With Washington football team has the lead. And it's going to be it's gonna be fun to watch now that Philadelphia's got their guy. Philadelphia, they beat New Orleans 24-21. Now let me ask you this, Humph. Jalen Hurts, how'd you feel about him, his first start as an Eagle? And what do you expect for years to come in, in the whole NFC East race? Well, I, I, I was really surprised that the Eagles beat the Saints. Uh, I think the Saints are really good. Um, Taysom Hill probably played his worst game as a starting quarterback uh, thus far. But props to Jalen Hurts. You know, he won a game, his first ever start. That's awesome. Uh, and, and I don't know, Dalton, maybe he's the future 
of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, with that being said, I think Carson Wentz is still a good player, and I think he can be a good player. Um, you know, you always talk about Dak to the Patriots. Why not Carson Wentz to the Patriots? You know, I, I see him as a as a Patriot way mold. He won some national championships at, at an SCS powerhouse, North Dakota State, and, and I just I don't know. I feel like Bill Belichick can fix him. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm not giving up on Carson Wentz. I know he plays for my least favorite team in the NFL, but I'm rooting for him. I hope it works out in the end. Uh, as far as the NFC outlook or the NFC East outlook goes, you know what I'm going to say, Dalton. Uh-oh. I, I mean, the, the, Cowboys, the Cowboys over the next 10 years are, are going to run the NFC East. Uh, this was a hiccup. Obviously, we were massively depleted this year by injuries. Uh, I mean, we lost our, our we lost QB one. He was he was playing at the highest level in the NFL as far as quarterbacks goes. Uh, if, if you disagree with that, all you got to do is go and look at look at the receipts. Uh, I mean, the dude had more passing yards than like six quarterbacks through ten weeks, uh, and he broke his leg during week five. And so, the Cowboys are going to be fine. I'm tired of hearing people saying that you know it's time to jump ship. Let's trade Zeke. Let's trade Amari. I disagree with all of that. Cowboys are really gonna, really gonna shine the next ten years. We have a young defense. You know, we we we're gonna fill in the gaps. You know that we had this year in next year's draft, next year's off season, and I think that this is the Cowboys division for years to come. Yeah, and if Jalen Hurts pulls off and he ends up being a great quarterback and, and the franchise for Philadelphia, man, that rivalry is gonna be really fun to watch. Two good quarterbacks going at it. That's if Dak stays in the Cowboys. I'm still on board that he's going to the Patriot way. Let me throw this team out for you for Carson Wentz. How do you see Carson Wentz part of the 49er faithful? Put him in the red and the gold. Right when you said that, I knew you were going to say that, and I actually think that's a great fit. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is better than the Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy Garoppolo played for a Super Bowl, Dalton, so I think that that's a great take. I think think that the Patriots or the 49ers is a great landing spot with great coaching staff behind Carson Wentz uh, if he were to go there. And I definitely think that that would be favorable for both parties. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo's case, we've talked about him before. A lot of people are saying that the 49ers are looking to get rid of him, go to another team. Now, he was a Super Bowl. He played in the Super Bowl. Do you, can you see him going back to the Patriots and being their quarterback again? Do you think he's going to stay in the Niners as a backup? Or is there any other team you could see him going to? Maybe in Indianapolis, too. It would be cool if he went back to uh, the Patriots, kind of where he started. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying that he's not going to be the 49ers quarterback. I'm just saying that it, it is certainly a possibility with, with all the talk that I do hear about them changing quarterbacks. Uh, but 49ers were another team that were really depleted by injuries this season, and, and I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, they still have a great running game, a great defense. They just had a lot of bad injuries. And I did talk about earlier in a, in a couple episodes ago, Mock Draft had Zach Wilson going to the 49ers. So you never know. There's a bunch of different options for them or Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Carson Wentz and the NFC East All-Star team. So talking about the 49ers, they lose to the Washington football team 23-15. to A little scary. Alex Smith, he had to go out with a leg injury. Apparently it was just soreness and cramps. He's fine. Dwayne Haskins come in, plays. Washington gets to win. Man, this race is close. It seems to be between the Washington football team and the Giants. Humph, who's winning the NFC East All-Star team? Man, I don't know. Right now, with the way Washington's defense is playing, uh, I'm going to go Washington. Um, But 
if the Giants can settle down and Daniel Jones can can hold on to the ball, they they certainly have got a shot. And what's your opinion on Chase Young as rookie of the year? Do you think it's a lock, or you still think that there's a little competition there? Man, I, I wouldn't say it's a lock. Um, I think that I think that Anton Winfield uh, for the Bucks has got a real shot. Uh, uh, a Woodland High School native, uh, you know. But the big name, the easy, the easy answer is Chase Young, and he's really played well lately. He had a touchdown this last weekend, the first of his career. And so that definitely would not surprise me if he is the defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, excuse me. Yeah, he's an animal, and he's been doing really well. So it'll be fun to watch the rookie, uh, the award rankings. I, I picked him to be the rookie of the year. It's going to be really fun to see that. Another score is Atlanta and the Chargers. The Chargers win 20-17. Finally, the Chargers get a close victory. They end up winning, beating Atlanta. Atlanta, they got to do a lot of stuff. They got to rebuild. Maybe it's time to, to leave Matt Ryan. He's getting a little bit older, but who knows? Atlanta, they got to do better. The Steelers and the Bills, the Bills get the victory, 28-15. to Man, hump, let me ask you, bad Steelers game or a good Bills game? I feel like my answer is always bad on the losing team and really good day on the winning team. But that's what I'm saying here. Pittsburgh just didn't have the same type of – they just didn't look the same. They didn't look the dominant – Pittsburgh Steelers that that started out eleven and zero. That's that's their second loss in a row, and I think I think Buffalo's heating up. That was kind of my Cinderella team uh, before the season started. Josh Allen, uh, I don't want to say he's been a surprise because I think people thought he was going to be good. I think he's just living well above expectations. He's playing at a really high level. Stephon Diggs is has been one of the most consistent receivers in the NFL this year, and he absolutely tore up a very solid Pittsburgh defense. Now, we're about to talk about the Cleveland Browns. And even though they didn't lose this week, they've been playing really good. So I'm going to bring up two matches for you, and I want you to tell me who you think wins in both of those. Steelers, Browns in a rematch, and then Browns, Bills. And these are both in the playoffs, If all, and let's say all teams made are in the playoffs. Steelers, Browns, and then Bills, Browns. Man, uh, that, that, those are great questions. Uh, obviously, the Browns have been have been really fun this year. Um, I, I tend to root for the Browns just because they're they're typically so bad. Um, so, and I love their uniforms. They have have some of the best uniforms in the NFL. I'm a big uniform guy, but man, the two playoff matches that you brought up, I think the I think the Bills beat the Browns. I think the Bills are are, are one of the top. Three or four teams in the AFC, so so give me the Bills and Josh Allen there. Um, and as far as the Steelers go, I, I think that the Browns are the Browns because because of who the Steelers are. You know, and the last the last decade and, and even before that, long before that, the Steelers just always beat the Browns. It seems like. I mean, I, I know if you're a Browns fan, you hate Baltimore, you hate Pittsburgh because. Because they've beaten you all these years, and, and and we saw that the other night. I think a, I think a better, more talented Browns team lost to a Baltimore Ravens uh, team, and that's just kind of what history says is supposed to happen. So, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers in your hypothetical. Give me the Buffalo Bills, uh, but it, it truly has been a great year for the or the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and with all, it seems the AFC race is getting real close. You have Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Cleveland. Indianapolis, even Baltimore. Now, Humph, this is another question for you. All those teams, are any of those teams competing with Kansas City yet? 
No, they're not. Um, it, you know, if they were to beat Kansas City in the playoffs, you know, they're going to lose nine times out of ten. If they were to beat them, that would just happen to be the one time out of ten that they were going to win. Uh, I just, man, I just don't see anybody beating Kansas City's offense. They, they, they just... They seem to score every single time that they they have a situation where they have to, uh, and Patrick Mahomes is just is just truly unbelievable. So no, no one no one is quite on the Chiefs level. Yeah, you know you know it's, their team is a big deal when they have a tight end leading in receiving yards. We talked about it before the new generation tight end Travis Kelsey is, is the number one in receiving yards right now over all the best receivers in the NFL. That's insane. And the final score. Cleveland and Baltimore, 47-42, and one of the best games of the year. Humph, talk to me about this game, and is Baltimore going to make the playoffs? Man, I, I loved, loved, loved watching this game the other night. Uh, it, was, it was truly the game of the year. There were so many things that happened that just were – I mean, it was, almost, it was almost like it was out of a movie. I mean, you had, you had the reigning MVP uh, leave the field in the fourth quarter for – Unannounced reasons. I have my own thoughts on that. Uh, but, you know, he leaves the, leaves the game. Cleveland is, is down 14. They come back, tie it up. Um, actually, they take the lead because they went for two. Uh, so Baltimore is losing. Star quarterback Lamar Jackson comes back in. <laughs> he ultimately he throws a touchdown that, that people thought was, was pretty much the end of the game. They were going to win. Well, then Baker Mayfield comes along. You know, he's, he's on a hot streak lately. He takes the lead for the Browns, and, and so there's a minute to play. Lamar Jackson drives the field, sets up Justin Tucker for a game-winning 55-yard field goal, and the rest is history. Baltimore wins, just like I said they would, in, in pretty much a must-win game for them uh, to beat their playoff hopes a lot. Now, let me ask you this, because there's been a lot of questions with Baker Mayfield. He's been really off and on, but he finally picked it up in this back half of the year, and the Browns are looking really good. If you're the GM of the Browns, are you comfortable with making Baker your franchise guy? Yeah, I think you are. Uh, you know, there's a reason they've won nine games this year, and, and I think I think that's to do with Baker Mayfield. You know, maybe, maybe he's not always the, the really – star-powered, big-stat guy, but it gets the job done. You know, he lets his players work. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield uh, have been really impressive. Uh, but, you know, Baker's playing at a high level right now without one of the most talented receivers in the NFL, you know, Odell Beckham. So, yeah, I think I think it's definitely time to uh, officially say that Baker Mayfield is the franchise quarterback of the Browns. And with this victory for Baltimore, you know, they're, they're, it's been a great matchup, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore. Do you think Baltimore is going to end up making the playoffs? Oh, man. So, pretty much, I'm going to say that the wild cards are going to be the Colts, the Dolphins, and then either Las Vegas or Baltimore. Oh, no, excuse me. No, no, no. Because because the Browns are going to get second in the North. Man, that is really, that is really tough. So, it, it almost boils down to the Dolphins or the Ravens. Um... Man, I really, I really like the Dolphins this year, Dalton. I don't know, I don't know if the Ravens can do it. They, they had a huge win the other night, obviously against the Browns. But man, that Dolphins defense is absolutely incredible. Uh, so if Tua, if Tua can just keep putting points on the board for Miami, I, I think that they're going to get in over Baltimore. 
So, if, so let's say there was a matchup between the two. You would take Miami over Baltimore. I think so. I think that I think that Miami's defense would prevail. It'd be really fun to watch Miami in the playoffs, and maybe Baltimore can squeeze it out. It's it's a great race in in that division with the Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Baltimore. Maybe they can get that last wild card. It all matters in the last couple games. Going to be very important. So finally, we have our one pick em for the NFL because we picked so many championship games, and that's the Chiefs versus the Saints. Now, if you remember my NFL preview, this was my Super Bowl, but I expected Drew Brees to be the starting quarterback. Now it's Taysom Hill at the reins. We have a good Saints team, Alvin Kamara, your fantasy boy, and the Chiefs dominating, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Kill, Travis Kelsey, and their good defense. Humph, who's winning in this could-have-been Super Bowl matchup between the Chiefs and the Saints? Yeah, Dalton, obviously two of the top teams in the NFL here. Um, I would I would definitely think about the Saints longer. If Drew Brees was playing, I do not think he is going to play. Um, and I'm just I'm just not I'm just not confident in Taysom Hill as a full time quarterback right now. I think that his success comes from, you know, his versatility and just kind of the surprise factor of him being in the game. Uh now, that's not to say that the Saints aren't going to put up a fight, because I think this is going to be a shootout. I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a huge game. Uh, you know, look look for Michael Thomas to, to really make some plays. But, again, Kansas City, too high-powered. Uh, and and Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes are going are gonna to win this one. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. I don't trust Taysom Hill also at quarterback. But I think if, if Saints are going to win this game, it's going to come down to Alvin Kamara. Because the Chiefs' defense is good, but then they kind of rely on the offense to score a lot of points to get through it. I mean, look at the game against Miami. It was 33 to 27. Miami was able to put up 27 points. So I think if Alvin Kamara can run around and do what he does best, they could have they could surprise a lot of people. But I'm sticking with the Chiefs. They are one of the best teams in the NFL. Of course, I think my Packers are better, but that you know it's a little biased, so I'm not gonna say that. But uh, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs in, in a good matchup, and you know it could be the Super Bowl if some if some crazy stuff happens. We could see this rematch. But for now, give me the Chiefs. So, Humph, we got a crazy week coming up with all these championships, college football playoffs on the line, bunch of fr- frenzy, and it's going to be wild. Humph, any last words before we end the episode? Man, Dalton, I'm, I'm glad that we uh, we figured out a way to, to make this happen despite us being in different places. Uh, I really enjoyed it today, and uh, I'm excited for a huge, huge weekend in college football and, and obviously a big, a big weekend for fantasy football lovers. All right, well, we'll see y'all next episode when we talk about who won the championships, what's going on with the Final Four, and we talk about the NFL playoffs, getting everything rolling. We will see y'all next episode.